0: Looking at the condition of the community, full body and composite, you know, I think one of the sources of the disease is the status quo.
1: Yeah, bro, and I think, you know, we gotta hold each other accountable. And also, we have to be true to our word. You know, a man's word will always express has been treasure in his heart. <laughs> 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 That's it on Cole. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of A Brother's Word. Yo, yo. This is Ken. This is
0: Dezo. And let's get it, y'all. Let's hop um, All right, and we're back. Now, last time, we had talked about our experiences at uh, being black or pro-black at a PWI, mm-hmm. specifically Tulsa Community College and our uh prospective PWIs and... Um, a little bit of the dynamics that will happen in that and the double, consci- double consciousness that comes with that. And right, right. Yeah, so we're just going to get into part two. And this time we got a special, very special guest with us today. She is the president of the, the African American Student Association at Tulsa University. And um, we're pretty lucky to have her today. Thank you for bearing with us on our our little technical difficulties. Mrs. Kennedy Parades. did I say that right? Paredes? Paredes.
2: Paredes,
0: all right. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Thank you guys, happy to be here.
1: So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Um, the school you attend, organization and classification.
2: So, my name is Kennedy Paredes. I am a senior here at the University of Tulsa. I'll be graduating in the spring. Um, and a little bit about the University of Tulsa.
1: Oh, as far as the organization you represent?
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> I am the uh, president of the Association of Black Collegians. Um, is the largest uh, Black-led organization on campus. And we value um, obviously pro-blackness, inclusivity, um, really fostering a safe space for black students to come together and to be themselves and also to provide um, opportunities for students as well, to get connected within the organization and also outside of the organization.
1: Nice, nice, that's Oh so. right? So, and that kind of leads us into the next question we have for you uh, as far as, do you consider yourself being pro-black? And if, if yes, what does pro-black mean to you?
2: Of course, I definitely consider myself to be pro-black. Um, and pro-black to me is, I feel like it's really kind of in the word, you know? I am for black people. And I am for black advancement, black joy, whatever brings those things is what I'm for. And I'm for black people being afforded the space to grow and live as people and to have the opportunities that everyone else has in society.
0: Amen, amen. 100%.
1: Dez, you you wanna tell the people Cause I don't think we went into that too much in our last episode, you know. So I think I think it's fair that we kind of go into, you know, what being pro black is and uh,
0: and what it means to us. Uh, yeah. So I think she really hit it on the head right there. I think um, a lot of times it'll be a little opinionated for different people, but yeah. um, the universal law under what pro black should mean in my opinion, should be for obviously the advancement for black people um, and the uh, unification of black people and also, you know, economic growth, spiritual growth, liberation behind all of these different aspects of life to where we can uh, say that we're equal to the rest of the, the rest of society.
1: Most definitely, bro. And I I agree a hundred percent both of y'all said uh, and i have the same if not similar uh idea of what you know pro being pro black means to me uh to add to that i think um i think you know for us it's it's being being able to create spaces where we can heal from past traumas right
2: yeah.
1: and and generational traumas uh because being pro-black should be an action word; it shouldn't be like a label. You know, I'm pro-black, and I, I wear, you know, pro-black shirts. So that makes me pro-black, you know, <laughs> like <the same>. right? <laughs> so it should be a, a action word to where if we call ourselves pro-black, we have to be, uh, we have to represent that. We have to become leaders that, you know, people who may not have. Uh, the great examples in their life, you know, we can be somebody they can look up to. Uh, so, so, you know, for me, that's, that's kind of what it means uh, and why it's important for us to, uh, you know, live in our purpose and, you know, be, the, be that example for those people around us and also create spaces like this where, you know, we can come together. And even if we have differences in opinions, we can still agree and, uh, you know, still, there's no type of uh, animosity or anything because it's just all about growth and uh,
0: upliftment. That part. So Kennedy, um, I really wanna know like like the atmosphere at TU that you've experienced. So like, what, what would you say would have been um, just off the top of the dome, like the positive aspects and experiences that you've encountered uh first off just being black at to you
2: um i would say as far as just being black at to you um the opportunity to build community with other black students um since there aren't very many of us at all um we all are able to kind of come together um kind of united through a common thread mm-hmm. especially being such a small university um yeah, you get to know the other people around you. So I'd say the positive experience is uh, being able to build that small, close-knit community.
1: Yeah, and I I think that definitely helps a lot. And that's kind of how it was for us at uh, Tulsa Community College. That's because that's where me and Dez met and that's where we started off at. Um, And we were part of the African American Student Association there. And having that, that community within you know the PWI helps a lot Mm -hmm. because you have people you know you can relate to and you have people you just talk to about you know the struggles that you're going through and they understand
2: Mm
1: so yeah I agree that helps that helps.
0: Now I ask positive first because whenever people list pros and cons they tend to say cons and then it outweighs the good but You know, hopefully not to start off on that. But what would you say have been the negative aspects?
2: I would say almost kind of on the university level being tokenized. So whenever they need, it's almost like whenever they need a black person, they'll Mm. come and run to a black organization, ABC in particular, and whoever's president at that time, now is the token for whatever, whatever it is. And being tokenized, but also not being heard, deliberately, either deliberately misheard or people overlooking your needs to the point where you have to pretty much get up and shout if you want your voice heard and the needs of other students heard as well.
1: Hmm.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, I've never, I haven't heard Token, Well, I might've heard it, but it's been a while. Yeah,
1: I've heard it uh, and I felt what she, what she's saying. I felt like it was kind of like that at CCC too, because mm-hmm. those, you know, those, and they did sit there and with about, um, I believe it was a police shooting I want to say it was a Terrence Crutcher. And they had the visual at TCC, and they needed – they wanted him to, to speak or something. And, uh, and you know, he was really upset about it because they, it was just like – it wasn't really, like, significant. Uh, and uh, they didn't put yeah. too much thought into what they was doing. They just wanted to uh-huh. – Just to save face. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did this for <laughs> – and yeah, he was pretty upset about that.
0: Um, oh yeah, I can imagine. There you don't play yeah. there.
1: <laughs> um, I was talking to him the other day too. But anyway, um, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's, and it's, it's crazy because it it makes you it makes you like think about how they view us. No matter you know what you're trying to do with your life, you know what I mean. Like if you're trying to improve and you in school and you, you know, uh, trying to better your life, you still seen as black and in and, and their eyes, I assume blackness is, you know, less than or it, it doesn't uh, equal to the standard for intelligence or something. I don't know, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's just pretty
0: interesting. So with that, with that in mind, like, do do you think that it's our it's our responsibility to teach someone about these things?
2: Teach non-people like, like, about like these things.
0: About, yeah, like about you know when it comes to bigotry or racism or stuff that's kind of like under the cover, but still like okay, that's a trigger. Mm.
2: Large answer. No, Google is free.
0: Um, Right. (laughs) That part.
2: But that's not to say that I don't in certain circumstances. So if there's something that is just blatantly like, I just can't let that fly in that moment. I'm going to say something and I'm going to say, this is what is wrong about this. And here's why. Mm -hmm. Right. But I'm not going to sit and be like free classes, you know,
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. I don't, I don't think it's our responsibility either. Um, But I do. Yeah. I do think we should like say something if we see some type of injustice happening. Mm
2: -hmm. I also think that I heard it put this way. I don't remember where, but it's not. You don't ask the victim of a crime to Mm -hmm. fix it or to solve it. You don't ask yeah. the victim of something to be the one to resolve it, or to be okay. the one to make right, so to speak. Yeah.
0: Mm, I feel that. So, what what is like the uh, the diversity and inclusion like administrative there?
2: So, I would say it's getting off the ground. Um, they have just hired a new vice president for diversity, equity, and inclusion. I can't even say just hire. She's actually she'll be here about a year next month. Um, mm-hmm. She's fantastic. She's a fantastic black woman. Um, I know I've developed mm-hmm. uh, a pretty good relationship with her. Um, she's very student oriented, and I feel like the university is starting to make a space for. Um, diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives, but only after. Sorry, my roommate is slamming the door. But only after um, the university was called out, so to speak. Right? Mm. Only after it became a trend, almost.
0: Yeah, I had the similar thing at, at OU. You might have heard. Maybe I did. I mean, we've had multiple instances, so it's not really something to really, oh, I remember that one, because it's, it had been more than one, but uh, <laughs> our our dean, he spoke out against, um, hell, it was the blackface one year, and then it was calling us uh, nigger the other year. I think, yeah, that was just last year. Yeah, it was, it was a professor who did that one, and then we had oh, an uproar yeah. about that. Yeah. But the dean didn't say anything until after it started to look like, okay, now he needs to say something. It's really getting trendy. Mm-hmm.
2: I remember the one with the professor. Wow, that feels so long ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. it was. I think it was just right before COVID. But so um, on, on the aspect of being pro-Black, um, a lot of times I've noticed at my university that there's been a level of indoctrination that we get. And, and we sort of, like, more than coast, switch, but we switch, like, almost our whole demeanor to really accommodate for how they want us to be. Do you see that at, at, to you?
2: Um, in certain respects, yes. I think that that has been, at mm-hmm. least for me, something kind of along the lines of code switching, something I've been doing so long to where I don't notice. Like, you know, growing up in Oklahoma, of all places, it's just, I, it's something that I do that I don't notice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it depends on...
0: Like, who you're talking to?
2: Yeah, who you're talking to. But for other students, where the environment, like, what environment we're in, So if there's a lot of other Black students in my class, and that doesn't happen very often, then I feel like among all of us, it's less prominent. But if maybe there's only one or two of us, um, then you'll see it more.
1: Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. So what you were about to say? Uh I lost it.
0: Go ahead, bro. <laughs> uh so like I was also gonna ask, like like with being pro black, you know, sometimes I also notice things that like how we'll conform to different things that they want us to uh, um embody, you know, like the uh the type of black person that really society wants us to be. And it's not just like like the whole um you know lost in the sauce kind of raised on the farm and surrounded by white people's type of black person but it's like it's like some people take on a whole different persona and don't even believe like there is a such thing as um white supremacy or 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 disadvantages of not being white is is there like Mm. some people that you will see there a lot like that
2: No, not at least that I've encountered. I mean, that's not to say there aren't, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, There's still people I haven't met, but not that I've encountered. Not at TU, at least. In other settings, yes, definitely. Mm. But
1: those classes that have like one to two uh, Black people in it, and you included in that. Do you think, um do you think like it makes it less comfortable per se? Because it's like, like with me, I, I have a lot of classes where it's just me as the only black person or it may be me and another person uh, with, you know, engineering classes. And I usually see like, there's not a lot of there's okay. So if I'm in a class with another black person
2: right. and
1: you know, you look at that person and then y'all, y'all catch eye contact and you know, y'all do the nod or whatever. There's mm-hmm. an, there's an understanding there. Right. Right. So do you, do you, you know, from your own experience, uh, like, is that, Typically, not the case in those classes where it's just you and maybe another black person, where it's like there's not really that mutual understanding there,
0: like, like the unspoken bar like, "Hey, bro, we ain't here together. We 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 here together. You know what I'm saying? We two bowls of pepper."
1: Right. It's that's that's. I'm talking about the opposite of that.
2: Like, oh, are you talking about how? almost like if it's two of you like do i ever experience like if it's only one or two of us is it ever like everyone for themselves kind of yeah yeah um no
1: okay
2: so i'm in the psychology program so in all of my psychology classes it it's it's predominantly white women and then when you start to see um when you start to get into like upper like graduate level courses, you'll see more men, but they're also white, <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, there there's only ever been maybe one or two other black students in a class with me at a time, and now, and it was always at least for me, even if we never got the chance to directly interact with one another,
1: yeah,
2: um it was, at least to me, always comforting, like a psychological safety net, almost.
1: For sure, yeah.
2: Know that I'm not in here alone. Yeah. Right? And she's not in here alone, because, I mean, with psychology, it's woman-dominated, right? So, it was other Black women in the class with me. I'm like, okay, I'm not alone. She's not alone. Push-up-push-up. I'm gonna have her, you know?
1: That, yeah, most definitely.
2: And that going with that thought? I was really talking, and I, <laughs> I don't have a second half to that thought. Um, but, but yes, you, so you
1: the question though, yeah,
2: yeah, I don't ever, it's never really felt like, well, you're on your own, you know.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I don't, and see, I don't know if that's just me or if that's uh, because I feel like, and it might just be like black with black men, you know, because that's typically usually the people that are uh, in those classes with me. And so it's kind of like, like I see them and I kind of feel like I'm waiting for that acknowledgement.
0: But you don't always get it.
1: Yeah. And it's like, all right, um, maybe it's, and maybe, you know, because I'm not expecting everybody to think the same as me. I'm not expecting everybody to be pro-Black and to have the same value as, you know, uh, I help you, you help me, right? So, and and if I feel like, you know, I'm I'm receiving, uh, or I'm not receiving that acknowledgement, then I won't, maybe I won't try as hard
0: to look for that. Yes. She hesitated
2: there. (laughs) Well, because I kind of had to, I had to kind of gather a thought because I know at least for me, are you like, are you seeking like an outward acknowledgement or like an unspoken understanding? Because I've had what feels like the unspoken understanding, Mm -hmm. but without necessarily interacting with the other person in the course, not through, not like, because I didn't want to, but because the course ended up being like so fast-paced to where it takes all of your energy to even stay afloat. You know, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I feel you, and that's kind of I think that's kind of what it is, what it may be. Um, because most of my classes are like real
0: difficult. And yeah, he had to read in <laughs> with that. And I said, you know, it was real difficult. Okay. <laughs> and
1: yeah. So again, it could be that. Yeah, for sure. It could be that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So so most of your like experiences with other Black students are pretty positive then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good
2: then.
0: Yeah, it's good y'all have that atmosphere there. I haven't really heard too much at TC. I mean TU that y'all really have like some kind of what? What's the name? Did this or we need call for attention for this? Like, yeah.
2: I mean, we've had a few at the university level, but um, as far as other students go, no. Mm. We're all pretty. We're all pretty cool.
0: Well, as we're coming to an end here, would you have anything else you wanna add that uh for students who are coming into these universities and um to give them some kind of like coaching for finding a coping mechanism for being in these spaces where they they may be the one pepper in a bowl full of salt
1: <laughs> hey bro before before we get into that and get into that though, uh-huh, I wanna talk about something that's that um, I've been dealing with since I started college. Oh, Or not since I started, but like at least, you know, halfway through. So have you heard of imposter syndrome?
2: I have.
1: I wanna talk about that. So like, what are are your thoughts? What are your uh, experiences regarding that? And bro, you know what that is, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I know what it is. Okay, all right. We talked about it a little bit before. Yeah,
1: for sure.
2: My experiences with imposter syndrome are more recent than I would like to admit. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I think I've definitely felt, I feel it as I take on more, the more I take on, within the university, the more I start to feel it. So when I started, so when I started as a freshman, um, I ended up getting involved with Association of Black Collegians that year. I started as the freshman liaison Um, and I didn't really feel as though, I didn't really feel as though I was out of place or I wasn't qualified to be there. And then I moved to vice president and even still I didn't feel that. But a second I moved up to president,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it all there's like a psychological switch. You're like, okay, are you qualified to do this? Can you do this? Mm. Like comparing myself to other leaders, other, you know, peers. Right, right. And then yeah. you start getting in you start getting invited to these spaces. You're like, okay, am I qualified to be here? I don't feel qualified to be here. Everyone else feels like they're doing so much better than me. Mm and even opportunities outside of ABC, like research projects. I'm like, am I qualified? Right. doing this? Right. And it, it, I feel like a lot of it stems from not seeing other people who look like me doing this as well.
1: Yeah. So I'm
2: working on like a research project and I'm the only black student a part of it mm-hmm. so i'm super uncomfortable in meetings all the time and i feel like well should i be doing this and even in abc you know being asked to go to this do this be mm-hmm. at this place i'm like am i good enough to be here and i have to remind myself that yes you're here for a reason
1: definitely
2: I was like if you weren't if I weren't qualified to be here I wouldn't and I think that's the hardest part um, to remind myself yeah 100% yeah those are my experiences with imposter syndrome a lot of that happened just this past week if I'm being honest (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) you never you never Got the big hair, like, I mean, yeah, I can do that. Like, that's, I'm the prez, that's me, yeah, okay.
2: I do have to hype myself up. I have to stop for a minute and be like, no. (laughs) Remember who you are. Yeah,
1: that's it. That's it.
2: And then go and do it, even if you're a little bit scared the whole time.
1: Yeah. Do it scared. That's what, uh, I think I told somebody else that the other day. And I've had similar experiences, um, so many, uh, or like, and we talked about this in our last episode as well, not, not exactly imposter syndrome, but we talked about our experiences. Um, so those who are listening, if you haven't, you know, listened to part one, I suggest you should, you should go ahead and do that. But anyway, uh. My experiences with imposter syndrome uh, is exactly what you said, feeling like you know you belong in this space, uh, feeling like you know you're worthy to, to do these things and, and be in these spaces with people uh, and, and it was for me, my major is mechanical engineering technology um, and but I graduated TCC with a mechanical engineering associate's degree. And when I was in that process of achieving that, you know, all the time, like I felt like, mainly in classes, but I felt like, um, you know, I'm like, i am I smart enough? Because I wasn't, I was failing classes. I was, you know, not passing the test I wanted to pass. I would study hard and not pass. And, all of these things, it made me just feel like, you know, I, I'm not, I wasn't supposed to be there or I wasn't supposed to, am I Am I on the right path? Like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, and sometimes, it, you know, it can be uh, overwhelming because you really trying to achieve something. And at the same time, Trying to ignore the doubt that you have about what you should be achieving or what you're trying to achieve. And that within itself can be hard on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Um, a battle. Seriously, bro. Because it's and a battle is a hundred percent with yourself. And that alone is the hardest thing any individual can do, no matter what you know, what battle you're facing. Um but you know, like you said, you have to really like, like I really have to cuss myself out sometimes. Like, you know, shut the hell up, do the work, study, <laughs> get it be this, but do what you got to do, bro. You got this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you belong here. This is what you' supposed to be doing. Think about, like Et said, understand your why,
0: right? And you, mm-hmm. and you
1: get it. You know what I mean? And uh, and so that's what I have to do, and. Mm-hmm. You know, as as, it was, there's no. I've achieved a lot of a lot of stuff at TCC. uh, Even, you know, being in spaces with the president of TCC and all of these things. So, um, it's just still having to remind yourself. You know, you are worthy. You're smart enough. You belong, uh, Mm -hmm. and you doing it for. You're not doing it for yourself. You doing it for other people you know that look up to you and like you said kennedy uh we don't have those examples to show us you know how to get there what steps to take what steps not to take and um i wanted to be that example so yeah which is part of the reason why i didn't give up um especially within engineering because you don't have a you really you don't have a lot of black black people uh Within the engineering field. And uh, it's it can get really hard when you don't have anybody you can really like go to to talk about these certain things or you don't have a, a mentor within engineering, per se, to go to about these things. So, um, yeah, it was tough, but, you know. We, we had our senior year, so we did something right <laughs>
2: right So <laughs> like, clearly we've been doing something right
0: yeah and I
2: was just I was just thinking wh- while you were talking and the thought that came to my mind was your imposter syndrome isn't your fault your imposter syndrome is larger society's fault for making you feel as though you're not worthy or larger society's fault for. The practices that end up in the exclusion of people who look like you no, that, end up right. being role models. So I think, I don't know, that helped me in that just now. So maybe we'll bring some comfort.
1: And I appreciate
0: it. I can coast on that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, did you guys have any like community involvement coming up with um, ABC that you wanted anyone to look out for? Or?
2: Not at the moment, as far as, like, Tulsa community involvement. Yeah. Um, I'm actually wanting to get stuff going. I've, I've had some people from the community reach out to me, so I've reached back out to them. Um, so hopefully maybe in the spring we'll have a little bit more community involvement, um, or at least I for sure plan on it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: But as far as the fall, we're pretty campus-centered for the fall.
1: All right. All right. Um, so and I know I cut us off earlier. So now we can go into, you know, the tips you would give uh, for other students for surviving at a PWI. Mm-hmm. Bless
0: <laughs> <What> you. <got? laughs>
1: uh,
2: find your people. Mm-hmm. Find yeah, definitely find your people. Stick stick with them. Um, cuz you're going to need that you're gonna need that circle of support. Um, If your campus has a black student organization, um, get involved with them. I think a lot of what allowed me to thrive and to take steps that I normally wouldn't take was being able to take those steps within ABC and building my confidence to take those steps outside of ABC and in other um, areas of my life, and then also don't don't diminish yourself to fit in with the larger campus environment.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I feel that. Yeah. Well, all right. Want to really thank you so much for joining us this morning. Major shout out to Tul- uh, Tulsa University's uh, Black Student Coalition's Prez. Uh, for the listeners out there, I want y'all to let us know your thoughts on the topic, uh, pros cons, good bad, and all of the above. And this has been a brother's word. Y'all got anything else for us? Uh,
2: thank y'all so much for having me. This was really fun.
0: Thank you for <laughs> doing this
1: screen to do it.
2: It's my first podcast I've ever been on. So this was interesting. <laughs> I was like, wow. Do you want to do a podcast? Okay.
0: Oh, that, that's that's more of the imposter syndrome right <laughs> <laughs> No
1: doubt.
0: Well, thank you, Kennedy, so much.
2: All right. Thank you, guys. Right,
1: you have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, y'all. So um, that was some good tips from Kennedy. Uh, we appreciate you for joining us. I have some other tips uh, from an article by Kayla Johnson. And she, I believe she graduated from Bradley University. Uh, it's tips for attending a PWI as a Black student. Um, and so number one, we have, don't let anyone tell you or make you feel like you don't belong at the school you're attending or planning to attend. Uh, and that's really important. You belong, you know, go and get that degree and achieve what you want to achieve. Uh, find strength in each other. Uh, it goes back to what Kenny Kennedy was saying, um, and about, uh, You know, find your people, stick with your people, uh, and y'all support each other along the way. And um, you're not a sellout for picking a school of your choice, even if it is a PWI. What that's saying to me is, you know, just because you're not attending an HBCU doesn't mean that you're not pro-black at whatever university you decide to go to. uh, University or college. Any form of PWI. Um, and there is more, and I can post the the link in the description for the podcast if you would like to view that article. And now, so what we did for this, for part two of this podcast is we sent out a survey to five different universities um, and a community college. We did Tulsa Community College, uh, Tulsa University, Oklahoma State University, University of Oklahoma, and University of Central Oklahoma. And I'm going to read those responses uh, from the individuals. So this first one is from Oklahoma State University. And so the questions we had are, what has been your negative and positive experiences being Black at a PWI? So for a student at Tulsa, at Oklahoma State University, sorry, uh, getting told by a professor that he understands my pain and oppression because he's gay and get judged all the time. I didn't realize my black skin, you can see from a mile away was equivalent to your homosexuality that I didn't even realize for like two months.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. You can you can see one off the bat now. <laughs>
1: uh, and y'all can take that how y'all want it, honestly. Um, so from a positive experience, uh, the courses that are diverse courses, the professor tends to allow me to pull up, to pull from my personal opinion and be in a respected environment compared to my traditional ones. Dope, dope. Yeah, we got some, and it it is some dope professors out there that understand and willing to work with you. Uh, This is a student from University of Oklahoma. Uh, I am a theater major and the only black person in my theater class. I feel like the token black girl who has to always okay black roles and get boxed in to the negative stereotypes of being a black woman. Hmm.
0: Kennedy was just talking about that. Right. Well, well, well. The black
1: community is small, but we got each other's back like nobody else. That's her positive experience. Amen. And that's why it's important for y'all to find your people when you uh, attend attending a PWR. And the third one is another one from University of Oklahoma. Um, the negative experience. I was in a front row at a football game, and I got yelled at by security for leaning on the wall. Meanwhile, 15 feet away, some white girls were leaning and sitting on the same wall. I rushed the Panhellenic sororities.
0: Panhellenic.
1: Panhellenic. Oh, man. <laughs>
0: <That>. <laughs> the Fred and sororities.
1: <laughs> that, and during recruitment, a lot of white girls with brown hair were complaining and worried about being cut from houses for not being blind. Hmm. Ironically, I was counseling these white girls because they didn't look enough like the other white girls. I'm the only black person in one of my classes this semester. That's interesting. Uh, Although I've been struggling to find time to join black organizations on campus, all the people of color that I met have been really nice. Black campus ministry seems really cool, and once homecoming is over, I should have time to get really involved.
0: Dope, dope. Yeah, Yeah. BCM is nice over here.
1: Yeah, they do a lot of stuff. Okay, this one is from TU, uh, University of Tulsa. It's difficult to feel seen and accepted in this space, especially by other colleagues and even professors. I also think it's a lot harder to gain connections, network, if you're not a part of a certain organizations, which oftentimes are not very inclusive inclusive for people of color. There's also a lack of diversity in faculty as well. I hope for more diverse and greater outreach for professors of color in the future. That will have greatly impacted my college experience. And that kind of goes into uh, the unity versus uniformity as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that definitely does. Yeah. The positive
1: aspect of that one was I'm grateful for organizations that are for people of color, such as the Association of Black Collegians, as well as the Office for Diversity, Equity and Inclusion uh, at TU, is able to bring more students of color together and implement plans to better diversify the campus. And that was just four out of 10 responses that we've gotten. Um and I want to try to post these responses. I'm thinking we can post them on our Instagram page.
0: Yeah, we're going to highlight these on our Instagram. Yeah, and y'all
1: can uh, view these and read them. It's pretty interesting the experience of, uh, you know, students at these certain PWIs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we got to play fake until we make it, but make our way out this damn circus. <laughs>
1: you you ain't, ain't lying, boy. You ain't lying. But we appreciate y'all for listening in on another episode of A Brother's Word. All
0: right, y'all stay tuned for the next. All right, y'all
1: can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at ABWPod21. That's ABWPod21. And on Twitter at Podcast ABW.
0: I uh-huh. do